0: do you have an Italian surname in your family tree then you'll want to join me today on the ancestral findings podcast to learn more about the history and meaning of Italian surnames this information will help your family history research be more meaningful vibrant and interesting to you and your descendants if you have italian ancestry you are not alone there are tens of millions of people possibly more in the united states who have italian ancestors and even more in other parts of the world especially italy itself the italian language is a rich and descriptive one and it has as one might expect equally rich and descriptive and sometimes just plain intriguing surnames Knowing the history and meaning of your own Italian surname, or that of an ancestor, can tell you a lot about that particular branch of your family tree, even going back to ancient times. Here are the most important things you need to know about Italian surnames and their meanings. The first names of the parents were the first surnames like much of Europe the first names of the parents were the earliest form of surnames that were used in Italy also as in most of Europe the first use of surnames began in the Middle Ages before that people only had a first name and that was all as villages became larger towns and cities and people began moving from the villages where their ancestors had lived for centuries usually in search of employment Marriage partners, or land that was available to buy and farm. Surnames became an important way to distinguish between people with the same first name who might not be known to everyone in their community. Using the first name of their parent as a surname was logical when villages became larger, but before people started moving out of their ancestral homes. Calling someone by their first name, followed by son of or daughter of, just made sense. Everyone, or most people, in the village probably knew the parent, but with a larger population that included more than one child with the same first name, distinguishing them by the first name of their parent was a good way to keep all the kids with the same first name straight. Della and D mean son of in Italian. So, Pietro di Franco, or Anthony della Marco, mean Peter, son of Francis, and anthony son of mark many italian surnames still use della and d but a lot of patronomic and metronomic surnames have also evolved to just end in o such as franco and marciano they still mean son of place names were another early form of surnames when people began to move out of their ancestral villages stating their place of origin to people in their own town city or village was a way for them to distinguish themselves from others living there who had their same first name it also established a level of trust as most people would at least be familiar with the name of the place of origin of an individual even if they had never been there they might even know other people from that place so stating your original home told your new neighbors you were who you claimed to be Leonardo da Vinci is an excellent example of someone with an early geography-based surname, as da Vinci means from Vinci. And Leonardo was, in fact, born quite near the town of Vinci in Italy. Names that started with da or di indicated from, and still do. D'Arezzo is a good example of this type of use. Surnames ending with ino, ano, and esse... Are also from surnames. For example, Veronese means from Verona. A geographic surname might be a more general Italian word as well, such as Costa, which is a popular Italian surname and means the coast. Trade names were literally surnames. Using one's trade as one's surname was a popular way of choosing a surname in the Middle Ages in most European nations. And Italy was no exception. Especially when someone moved to a new town or city, distinguishing oneself by declaring one's trade as one's surname, let others know to come to you for that service or product. It was an excellent way to get new customers in a new place. As an example, hat makers were called Capellari, and wool merchants were called Lanaro. If someone was of the nobility or a high-ranking church official, they sometimes took on a surname to reflect that status, such as Conte for a count or Cardinal for a cardinal. Your ancestor's surname may be influenced by regional dialect. Italy was not always a unified country, and its many regions each had their own unique dialect. This dialect may be reflected in the surname your ancestor chose. The Florentine dialect, which is the official Italian language used today, was not adopted until 1861. You might have a Sardinian surname, which usually ends in the letter U, like Soru or Nidu. If your Italian surname begins with an S plus another consonant, it probably originated in Friuli. Sabaro, as in the famous pizza chain, is a good example of this, and. Surnames starting with M or N usually come from Palermo. Personal details like physical descriptions sometimes became surnames. If someone had a really distinguishing physical characteristic, it might have been used by others to describe that person, becoming a de facto nickname and eventually a family surname. Names like Bianchi and Ricci describe hair, blonde and curly in these instances. Personality traits made their way to surnames as well. Someone who was talkative may have been referred to as Chicala, while a cunning person would be called Volpe, which means fox. In fact, the most common surname in Italy today is a descriptive one. The name is Rossi, and it describes someone with red hair. It has another variant in Italy that means the same thing, Russo. While Rossi is the most common surname in Italy, the Russo variant is the most common Italian surname in the United States. Once you know a little bit about Italian surnames and their history and meaning, you will find your Italian family history research to be much more rewarding and meaningful. You will also know a little bit more about your ancient Italian ancestors as well. He was the youngest soldier to serve in the Union during the Civil War, becoming a drummer boy at only 10 years old. He was also the youngest non-commissioned officer in U.S. military history. He made a lifelong career out of the Army. Join me next time on the Ancestral Findings Podcast to learn more about this remarkable young boy. Thanks for joining me today. I'll see you next time on the Ancestral Findings Podcast. And for further info, you can visit us at ancestralfindings.com.